1: Life Chapel today so good to have all of you here let's take a few moments to stand up to step out shake a hand and welcome those around you to our service this morning
2: Would you remain standing as we continue to worship the Lord this morning? Have you been to Jesus for the cleansing power? And have you been to Jesus for the cleansing power? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? And are you fully trusting
3: in his grace this hour? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you washed, are you washed in the blood? the soul, the blood of the Lamb. Are your garments spotless? Are they white as snow? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you walking
2: daily by the Savior's side? Are you washed in the blood of
3: the Lamb? Do you rest each moment in the cross?
2: your burden of sin, there's power in the blood, power
3: in the blood, What you or evil a victory win, there's one.
1: Also tonight, there will be youth and also will be prayer meetings. So we're kind of back on track now. We've come through the holidays. Also, Awana starts again uh, this Wednesday. So keep those things in mind. Movie on the wall, Saturday night, January the 20th. Please sign up. There's a movie for the adults and a movie for the kids as well. There's going to be a business meeting in a couple of weeks on Sunday the 21st. The budget will be Uh, presented and so please keep that in mind Uh, church cancellation uh, if you're new to the church um, there's different ways that we cancel church when uh, the weather uh, says we need to Um, if you need an email if you want an email on Sunday morning from me um, please email me and I'll put you on the list Uh, it's also on several TV channels and uh, you can call the church as well um, but I, I'll send you an email uh, as early as I get up. <laughs> I try to get up a little bit earlier when I know there's gonna be snow on the ground uh, so I can get that out uh, to you in time so you don't have to be all dressed and then get, oh, there comes the email. Um, so uh, if you want an email, um, email me and then I'll put you on that list. A couple of folks also that we need to pray for this morning. And um, I I wanna highlight some folks, uh, maybe you're aware of these things or not. Uh, Marvin Headings, uh, he was in the hospital osteopathic uh, this past week for a couple of days uh, with a few flu and pneumonia. Uh, He is home, however, he came home yesterday. So that's good news, he's doing much better. Uh, Joyce Huffman, I announced uh, last week she had fallen uh, no broken bones, but bruised and sore. Uh, keep joy, uh, Joyce, in your prayers as well. I got a text from Patty Meckling. Um, her radiation treatments now are over, and um, please pray that uh, you know it got rid of all of the cancer um, in her body. Len and Joanne Roadcap both were in the hospital at the very same time. Uh, Len has uh, a kidney infection. Um, He actually is the MSICU, Um, they put him in an induced coma. So pray for Len, and then Joanne, she was in the hospital as well, uh, but she's now in Millersburg at the Susquehanna Village, which is now I understand the premier village, something like that. They changed these names, then you don't know know, what they're talking about, but she's in the rehab up in Millersburg at Susquehanna Village, Uh, so keep Joanne Roadcap. That's husband and wife, You know, both experiencing some very difficult things uh, right now. Uh, Helen Hoffman, this is Sue Miller's mother. Um, she uh, it was discovered that she has melanoma cancer on her foot, under her foot. And so there's gonna be surgery on the 16th of this month. Please keep Helen in your prayers. And then John Strawhecker. I know we've been praying uh, for him for quite some time now. He was in the hospital. He's home now. Uh, he had a blood infection, and as John stated, he was several, sec- two times, actually, this close to death. So uh, that was a very, very serious situation with John, but uh, he's home now and on his way to recovery, but it's, it may be a long road ahead for him. I think some of you know John. A, uh, he and Kathy used to come you know, to the church, and um, we certainly miss, miss that couple. All right, well, let's come before the presence of our God. Father, we do come before you and we're thankful that you have allowed us to do so. Uh, Father, we know that Jesus, the one who uh, was just sung about, um, he is our mediator. The Bible says that he is the go-between, uh, that no man comes to the Father except through Jesus. And so, Father, when we come to you for salvation when we come to you for prayer lord is always through jesus and we know that father we can come boldly and confidently into your very presence because of what jesus has done for us he gives us access into the throne of grace father we're thankful that we can bring folks before you we're thankful father for marvin and for the fact that things are going better and he's able to be home Thank you that Joyce did not have any broken bones and pray that you would now heal her of her bruises and pain. We pray for Patty Meckling, Lord. She has been through a lot recently with radiation. and uh, We pray that now the cancer has been uh, removed from her body. And we pray for the road caps, Len and Joanne, Father, they're experiencing two different things. We just commit them to you now. Now they're apart from one another. Or they're not at home under the same roof. and So we pray for your comfort and for your peace. We pray for Helen Hoffman, Lord, as she anticipates this su- surgery in a few weeks, that all would go extremely well. And we thank you that John is now home. And pray that, Lord, as he continues to go through therapy there at home, that, uh, Father, you would get him back on his feet, give him the strength that he needs, and we just commit him uh, to you as well. Father, we are thankful now for this day. It's a day that you've given us. It's a a day in which, Father, you have brought us together as your church. Father, we are your church. We are the body of Christ. The scripture uh, speaks of us as brothers and sisters in the Lord. Father, we have a relationship with each other, a wonderful relationship, a relationship based upon the salvation which we all have in Jesus. Father, we thank you, too, that this is the morning in which we celebrate the Lord's Supper. This is the morning when we're, we, we focus on Jesus in every way, acknowledging, Lord, all that he has done for us and who he is. Truly the Son of the Almighty God, God in flesh who has come to dwell among us. And we thank you for his finished work on Calvary's cross. Father, that there's nothing needs to be done for salvation to be brought to Jesus has done it all. Lord, it's, it's finished. He himself said, as he looked to you, Father, it now is finished. And so we thank you for his blood that has uh, been shed and now cleanses us from all unrighteousness. We appreciate the the cost, uh, and Jesus going to the cross and laying down his life. And Father, my prayer this morning is that everyone here in this sanctuary knows Jesus as their Savior, knows Jesus in a very personal way, and has received the wonderful gift of eternal life through the Lord himself. So guide us, I pray, through this service, and help us to focus on Jesus. Father, this day is all about Him. In Jesus' name,
4: amen.
2: So
3: Your love defends me, and when I feel.
2: Jesus
3: bled and died for me. I see his wounds, his
2: senses, his feet, my Saviour. Lord, may everything that is said and done in our lives be for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. You know, as we head into uh, Communion Sunday and we... Get ready to partake of the Lord's Supper. Thinking back through the sacrifice that Jesus made is something that is mind-boggling. Maybe you find it to be the case. Um, the love that God the Father had in sending his only son to suffer and die for me, someone that by no means deserved any of it. Not one ounce, not one drop of his blood. And... Um, But as we think through that, I also remember the the power of the resurrection. And and we're going to sing a a song, and the words will um, you hear us sing. I I don't think we're going to put the words up behind me, Dylan. Um, We're just going to go ahead and sing it here. Uh, But the last verse, the tomb where soldiers watched in vain was borrowed for three days. His body there would not remain because our God has robbed the grave.
3: The head that once
2: was crowned with thorns is crowned with glory now. The same.
0: Oh to
2: To Him who is our peace, His final breath upon the cross is now a
0: This year, I mean it. I mean it, mean it.
4: I could not possibly mean it anymore. I got this. Candy bars, gone. Funyuns, gone. Ice cream, candy bars and Funyuns are gone. This year, I'm gonna connect with
0: people, IRL. In real life.
4: Made a list. That means I mean it. I'm gonna take care of myself. Right after I figure out who that is. Other than a mom, which I love.
2: I beat myself up. I'm never good enough. That has to change. Why do I do that? I'm such
3: an idiot.
4: See? This year, I'm gonna work on being the cool dad, you know? Maybe go to skate park, hang out with my kids. No biggie. (laughs) This works, right? I gotta learn to forgive myself. You know, give myself a break. Not be perfect. I've got it. I'm gonna step outside of my comfort zone by volunteering at the hospital. Maybe the pet shelter. Cause cats, they're so much easier. This year, I'm gonna forgive my mom. Now that I am a mom, I I totally get it. This year I'm gonna start reading literature, you know books and such, because I hear it's good for me. This year, I'm shaving my back hair. I am tired of those kids at the neighborhood pool calling me Sasquatch. It's
0: just that I am comfortable staying in my comfort zone.
4: Who am I kidding? God, I wear myself out, trying to outdo everyone. I, I can one-up everything, and it's exhausting. I have a lot of baggage. And it is not all from the mall. Well, some of it is. I'm trying,
0: God, I am. But there's a reason why I'd rather stay at home.
2: I'm weak, God. I know it,
4: you know it. And you know what, God? This year, I'm giving you all the places that hurt. I'm gonna give you all of my failed attempts that I think are gonna make me a better man.
2: You are a strong fortress, God. You. And I'm gonna let you be strong in my weakness.
4: All right, God. I'm gonna start with the best relationship. You and me. And then, we'll move outward from there. Hmm? Because this year, I mean it. I mean it. I mean it. I mean it.
2: before we we get into the message this morning um let me encourage you to take a look at this sheet again of the new testament challenge um there was a little confusion and uh take all the responsibility for that. I didn't explain where to put the sheets, et cetera. You can put the sheets in the white boxes where the offering goes. You can also give the sheets directly to me. Um, that's fine as well. Um, what we're doing, if you are not aware, is we're going to be reading through the New Testament together as a church, um, as a family. And we're going to read through the whole New Testament and a lot of Psalms. We're not, I don't think we'll make it through all of Psalms, but a, a good portion of it. Um, some of you uh, are technological and you would enjoy downloading the Read Scripture app on your iPad or tablet and you can do it that way and it has all the days actually already listed for you. Some of you would prefer using the hard copy of the Bible and I actually have sheets out in the old, in the foyer, the new foyer um, with every single day listed what scripture you are to read. And we're starting on January 15th. Um, I know some of you have already begun, right? You've already begun, and good for you, you know, getting that head start. Um, but January 15th is when we begin as a church. Let me, let me encourage you to really take this seriously. I, I, you know, to me, this has nothing to do with how many times you read the Bible in the week, past tense. It has to do with, are we going to read our Bible going forward? Are we going to get into the Word? You know, if, if we expect and we hope that God's speaking to us, but we're not getting in the Word, are, are we really hoping that God's going to speak to us? Right? And I, I know we're busy. Um, I, I know we're busy, but uh, as I said last week, you know, it, how, how much is, is God worth in your life? Is he worth 20 minutes of your day spending with him in the word? Is he worth 30 minutes of your day spending with him in the word? And uh, it's about three to four chapters a day. Uh, and we'll go through that together as well as we'll have a, a blog going with different people from the church uh, that will write in according to what kind of scriptures we're reading, etc. cetera. Um, so if you take this sheet, if you are interested in doing this, please give this to me or you can stick it in the white boxes. You can see it in the back and in the front and uh, I'll make sure I, I get them. 2018 is here. Does it feel any different? (laughs) Do you feel any different? You know, 2017 was filled with many different things. Many different things. Some were good, and some were not so good. Some were happy, and some were not so happy. Some were funny, and some were not so funny. For some, 2017 was a year of goodbye. And for others, 2017 was a year of hello. There were actually people that wish 2017 never would have ended. And there were people that were waiting for January first of twenty eighteen for that fresh start. But isn't it interesting how we as, as human beings long for that fresh start, that new beginning. Maybe it's a new job or a new year. But you know, the new year is is really just another day. It's just another day in the total days of your life. But there is a time in our lives when we get a new beginning. When we get a new life. New year, new life. Oftentimes we think, what am I going to do with this new year? 2018 is here. What am I going to do in 2018? And we start to think through all of these different things. This year, I am going to make a difference. Let me ask you this question this morning. What are you going to do with this new year? Maybe you're someone that writes down all your New Year's resolutions. What are you planning to do this year? You know, someone once said that uh, New Year's resolutions, you're going to have to switch for me, Dylan, sorry. New Year's resolutions, they go in one year and out the other. Can you switch to the next slide? Oh, is it freezing? All right, we're going to go old school goes in one year and out the other. You know, someone once said that New Year's resolutions, um, well, I, yeah, it goes in one year and out the other, but I was looking up top New Year's resolutions. And, and what I found are pretty common, right? I want to lose 10 pounds this year. I want to travel to other countries this year. I want to get a new job. I want to quit that bad habit. I want to enjoy my life. I want to spend more time with my family. And whatever your plans are for this new year, whatever you've set out to do, let me ask you this question. Why are you doing it? And why now? Why are you doing it? Oh, there we go. Now we're back to new school, right? From old school to new school. We might not be. All right, that'll work. Thank you, gentlemen. Why are you doing this, and why now? Let's say you come up to me and you say, "You know what, Pastor Tony? This year, one of my New Year's resolutions is to lose ten pounds." I said, well, "That's great. That's great. Good for you." Why are you doing this, and why now? And you say, "Well, I realized that maybe you know I wasn't eating the healthiest in the past, or or other circumstances, and I decided this year I'm going to be determined. I'm going to lose ten pounds, and I have a fresh start in 2018." See, we look for that new beginning. And that's the reason that we want to start. We, we decide that it's a fresh start in the ch- new chapter of our book, a fresh start in our journey. And I'm going to make a difference starting January 1st. I'm going to make a difference this year. The Bible, if you could open with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, talks about our new life. And I think there's a different question we should be asking ourselves when the new year comes around. And we'll get to that in a minute. 2 Corinthians 5, we're going to read 11 to 17. Here's what it says. Because we understand our fearful responsibility to the Lord, we work hard to persuade others. God knows we are sincere. And I hope you know this too. Are we commending ourselves to you again? No. We are giving you a reason to be proud of us so you can answer those who brag about having a spectacular ministry rather than having a sincere heart. And if it seems we are crazy, it is to bring glory to God. And if we are in our right minds, it is for your benefit. Either way, Christ's love controls us. And let me just quickly explain the verses before that. We're not really going to hit on those this morning. But in in saying this, Paul is sharing, listen, uh, maybe people have been accusing him of being insane. And so that's not the case, guys. (laughs) That's not the case. And then he goes on to say, are we commending ourselves? Because he might have been accused of bragging. And he's saying, that's not the case. Christ's love controls me. Christ's love controls us but here's what I want you to see this morning. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we all died to our old life. He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life, new life, new life, will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. So we've stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view, how differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. The old life, new life is a discussion that we've had many times here at Word of Life Chapel. Pastor Bob has explained it very well many times. But let me summarize it this morning if if you are unaware of what we are discussing. When you are born, you are born with what's called the sinful nature. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Jesus came to die to be that perfect sacrifice so that you could have new life in Christ. Now, this old life, new life discussion does not mean that once you are saved, all of a sudden your temptations go away, Right? It's not like all of a sudden, you know, you're saved and, and you never sin again in your life. No, it's actually referring to our position before God, how God views us, right? God viewed you in your sin, now you're viewed in Christ. See, we've been given a new beginning, a fresh start. But look at what's said at the bottom of this slide. He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ, who died and was raised for them. Let me read it one more time. He lived, or he died for everyone, so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ, who died and was raised for them. Are you living for Christ? Living for Christ. See, this this verse does not say he died and was raised again so we go to church on Sunday morning once a week and then have nothing to do with him. So that we might live for Christ. Being completely sold out for Christ.
1: We're all living for something. What are you living for? See, Christ
2: didn't come and die so that we could be comfortable in our faith. We are told to live for Christ, to step outside of our comfort zone, to trust God. But see, the idea of living for Christ involves everything that I do. My family, my job, Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10:31 so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do do it all for the glory of God. See, living for Christ involves everything. Everything. But sometimes we compartmentalize it. And and we we plan to live for Christ on Sunday morning. Maybe Monday morning. And then and then I'm then I'm living for my job. And that's all I'm worried about. William McDonald As a Bible commentary. And this is what he says. The Savior did not die for us that we might go on living our own petty, selfish lives, rather, our selfish lives the way that we want to live them. Rather, he died so that we might henceforth turn over our lives to him in willing and glad devotion. Let me read it again. The Savior did not die for us that we might go on living our own petty, selfish lives the way that we want to live them. Rather, he died so that we might henceforth turn over our lives to him in willing and glad devotion. So the question this morning is, are you living for Christ? And I I believe it's it's a quick answer that you find in your mind. It's either, yes, I know I'm sold out for the kingdom, or sometimes we try and justify, well, you know, I, I tried to do this last week. And I I tried to work on that. the reality of it is living for Christ. We can't do that by ourselves. See, we have to surrender to the Holy Spirit so that he is able to work through us, that we might live for Christ. Because me, on my own strength, I don't want to live for Christ. I want to follow what the world has for me. That's the old man. Some of you this morning, you have sacrificed so much for the kingdom of God. And you know who you are. Maybe you've sacrificed financially. Maybe you've sacrificed things with your family. And let me just tell you keep on. Keep going, man. It's not always easy. You know, my parents live in Bolivia, South America, right? God called them to the mission field. We don't see them that often. That's hard. That's hard. And, and you understand this. I mean, for the most part, we live in a community where most of family is around. And there's a lot of family get-togethers. But there are sacrifices that sometimes God calls you to make. And they're not always easy. They're usually not easy. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a sacrifice. Are you living for Christ? See the question heading into 2018 shouldn't be man how much weight am I going to lose or or where do I want to travel to it should be am I living for Christ and how can I live for Christ in a greater way? God, how
1: do you want to use me for your kingdom?
2: You know, what has God been calling, leading, telling you, guiding you to do that you've been running away from or avoiding? Maybe there's nothing. Maybe there's something. Maybe it's getting involved in a certain place or a certain ministry. But we don't want to do that. You know, living for Christ, we realize that there are things that are not always going to be easy. There's going to be sacrifices that are made. In this world, you will have trouble you will have trouble. One of the most amazing things in thinking through our new life in Christ um, is that nothing can take it away from you. And and as I was working through uh, this passage here in in 2 Corinthians, and uh, the Lord brought another passage to my mind, um, I, I think oftentimes as we, we think of stepping out in faith and trusting God. The enemy doesn't want to see that happen in your life. He doesn't. He doesn't want to see you live for the Lord. He doesn't want to see you sell out for Christ. As a matter of fact, I believe that the enemy is completely satisfied with comfortable Christians who aren't involved in anything, who aren't doing anything, who aren't growing in their faith, but it's that moment that you start to step out and say, Lord, I'm going to trust you. Lord, I'm going to put my faith in what you're telling me to do. That all of a sudden you start to hear the lies whispered in your ear. Let me share with you what I'm talking about. Romans 8, 31. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one, Christ Jesus, who died more than that, was raised to life, is at the right hand of God, and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble, or hardship, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. See, nothing can separate you from the love of God. And then we get into the last part. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. See, you've been given a new life. If you have given your life to Jesus, if you are saved by the blood of the Lamb, the blood that we remember today, you've been given a new life. What are you doing with it? What are you doing with it? What am I doing with it? Don't take this as preaching from a pedestal because I'm not. Because there are pastors who don't live for Christ. What are you doing with it? You've been given a fresh start. The opportunity to live for the king, to live for the savior. Are you doing that? And when you start to do that, there are times in your life where the enemy will tell you things. And you remember that God loves me more than I'll ever know. And that his love it defends me. And that nothing can separate me from the love of Christ. Nothing. Nothing. That unconditional, unexplainable love. Are you living for Christ this year? And maybe God's called you to do something that you, you say to yourself, you know what, God, I, I can't do this. I'm too young. I'm too old. I'm, I'm not that kind of person, or, or I don't see that as my gift. But then you're relying on yourself again. Philippians 4.13, For I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Anything that God wants you to do, you're going to be able to do it through his power. Sometimes we we get that verse a little bit confused and we, we emphasize, for I can do all things. Well, it's actually, for I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Because it's all because of Christ. It's all through Christ. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us through Christ. For nothing is impossible with God. With God. See, anything that God wants you to do in your life, He's going to give you the strength to do it. He's going to give you His strength to do it. So, as you start to think through that question, I pray that you really think about it, meditate on it, pray over it. God, am I living for you? How can I live for you more? What do you want me to do? How can I serve you more? How can I trust you more? I was talking with someone and uh, had a similar conversation with someone else about how you know, oftentimes in America, I think we find ourselves in a place where we don't think we need God. We don't think we need God. Why? Why do I say that? Well, maybe you have a really good salary and it pays all your bills and there's always food in your cupboards. You have good health insurance that takes care of things and you have cars that drive. Maybe you're a handy person. You're able to fix things, or uh, you know those kinds of things, and you think, well, what do I need God for? And I, I think that's one of the lies that we are constantly told by the enemy is that we don't need God. You know, without Christ, we're lost. We're lost. Without the sacrifice made, the sacrifice that we're going to remember today, there was no hope. There was no hope. But we serve a God who can take a hopeless situation and breathe hope into it. We serve a God who takes the impossible and makes it possible. And this morning, you might be sitting there as, as, as we head into 2018. Someone shared this verse with me, and I, I'm going to leave it with you this morning because it really, really stuck with me. Here's what it says. It's hard to build up momentum when it takes three seconds to switch. Here's what it says. <laughs> but you will not leave in haste or go in flight. For the Lord will go before you, and the God of Israel will be your rear guard. Now, maybe you're sitting there thinking, what in the world does that mean? God, whatever God has out planned for you, he's already gone before you. He's already preparing hearts. You know, Pastor Bob brings great messages every week, and maybe you're sitting there, and one week you're like, wow, that was just for me. That's not an accident. That's not just some random coincidence. That's because God is working in your heart and working in Pastor Bob's heart through the same message. And he's preparing you and has prepared you for that message. See, God's gone before Pastor Bob and bringing you that message. And he's prepared your heart for it. And there are things in our lives that we go through and, and we think, Lord, how am I ever going to get there? God's already gone before us. And not only that, not only that, he is also protecting us from behind. If God is for us, who can be against us? 2018 isn't ready for us. If we're going to live for Christ, it's not ready for us. May that be your New Year's commitment. Not a resolution. Don't hope for it. Don't dream for it. May it be your commitment that 2018, things are changing. I am sold out for the king. I am sold out for the savior. Let's pray together. Gracious God, we are so thankful that you love us more than we'll ever know. God, may you work in our lives to show us ways that we can continue to surrender to you, to serve you. Lord, we know that we can all Step it up. Lord, may your thoughts, which are way higher than our thoughts will ever be, may your thoughts enter our minds. Father, that our ways may become like your ways, which are so much higher than ours. Father, do a work in our hearts. In Jesus' name.
1: And now to prepare our hearts for our time of communion, uh, we're going to sing a song, I Hear the Savior Say, Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, he washed it white as snow. Hymn number 232, let's allow the Lord this morning to prepare our hearts as we come before his table. Let's stand together if you would please.
5: Say, thy strength indeed is small Child of weakness, watch and pray Find in me thine all in all Jesus paid it all All to him I owe Sin had left a crimson stain white as snow Lord now indeed I find He washed it white as snow. For nothing good have I thy grace to claim. i wash my garments white in the blood. Jesus paid it all white as snow. And when before the throne, in Him complete, Jesus died my soul to save. My lips shall still
1: be seated. and Allow me to read from 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Just listen as I read. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this In remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it, in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So in this passage, Paul speaks about the cup. He speaks about bread, uh, these different items that represent the blood and the body of Jesus. In just a few moments, the men will join me at the front of the church and uh, they will pass you plates. Uh, First, you'll receive the bread. The bread represents the body of Jesus, the body of Jesus, which was broken, bruised, the body that died on that old rugged cross. You will then receive the cup with grape juice. This grape juice represents his blood, the blood that the Bible says that takes away the sins of the world. There is no forgiveness apart from the blood of Jesus. Twice in this passage I read, it speaks about in remembrance of me. That's what communion is. It's a time of remembering, remembering what Jesus did, remembering his body, remembering his blood, both necessary so that we might be forgiven of our sins. And so I'm going to ask that the men join me now at the front of the church and uh, we, as we prepare ourselves for this time of communion. Once you receive the bread and once you receive the cup, I'm going to ask that you hold both of those uh, until everyone has been served and wait until the men join me once again here at the front of the church. And then we'll eat the bread and we'll drink the cup and we'll do it together. Uh, it was our founding pastor who used to say, uh, in order that we might remember we're the body of Christ, uh, that we are a, a united group Uh, we really are a family and so we do things together and so we're going to eat together and we're going to drink together uh, in just a few moments Now, Father, I pray that you might help us to concentrate on this wonderful time that you've given us. Lord, we thank you for this bread that represents the body of Jesus. Father, Isaiah tells us this body was marred, it was broken, it was bruised and wounded. Father, in all of that, we see the love of God, that Jesus should lay down his life for us. And in that, Father, we thank you and pray that you might bless now this bread. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: has the fine word. The cross has the fine word. Sorrow may come in the darkest night, but the cross has the fine word. The has the final word. The cross has the final word. The evil may put up its strongest fight, but the cross has the final. The fine word, the cross has the fine word, the Savior has come with the morning light, the cross has the fine.
1: bread represents the body of Jesus let's eat together Father, once again, coming before your throne, we're thankful for the Bible says without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. Father, our sins are forgiven, cast into the deep blue sea, taken as far as the east is from the west. Why? Because of the blood of Jesus and the blood alone. So again, Father, we thank you. We thank you again today for reminding us of the reason why we are forgiven because of what Jesus has done for us. And again, we pray in his name. Amen. Amen. Okay.
2: What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Why? You know nothing but the blood of jesus The final word. The cross has the final word. He traded in death for eternal life. The cross has the final word. The cross has the final word. The cross has the final word. He traded in death for eternal life. The cross has the
3: fine
1: course, as we've already mentioned, uh, this cup represents the blood of Jesus, the blood that was shed so that we could be forgiven of all of our sins. Let's drink together. So, Father, you've given us new life. You've given us a new year. Father, we don't know what this whole year holds, but, Father, you hold it in your hand. As you go before us, Father, we thank you. Father, help us to walk in your footsteps. Help us to follow where you lead and where you guide. Father, that's the best place to be. So we thank you for your Son who has given us life. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Lord, help us by your Spirit to do your will, O Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. As the men are making their way to the pews, uh, I'm gonna ask that you take your hymn books and stand with me and turn to hymn number 308. Now this is a song of witness. Uh, We have just come through communion and now we want to witness in this song uh, the fact that we are children of God's. Where is our hope? My hope is in the Lord. 308, let's sing this together.
5: Hope is in the Lord who gave himself for me and paid the price for all my sin at Calvary for me.
1: I'm going to ask that the ladies get us started, and then you drop out, and we're going to sing this a cappella. All right, His grace has planned it all. Tis mine but to believe and recognize His work of love and Christ receive. Get us started and, um, and then drop out. His grace has planned it all. Tis mine but
5: to believe. And recognize his work of love and Christ receive. For me he died, for me he lives, and everlasting life and life he freely
1: gives. Father, we thank you for that life an eternal life, a life, Lord, that never ends, a life with you forever. What a wonderful thought. And Father, it's all because of what Jesus has done for us. And so this morning we thank you for your love in sending your Son into our world to die for us. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.